What's up? What's up? It's your boy K Steel. Welcome to Words of Wisdom. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for um, just, you know, tapping in with your boy, sharing some space and some time with me, right? Whether you're on your way to work, at the house, chilling with the homies. Um, I just want to say thank y'all for tuning in and sharing the podcast. And hopefully, um, you know, I'm going to continue to bring some good insight and some things that you can use from day to day or just do some self-reflecting. So today's title to the podcast is called, um, Do You Know Yourself? And there's so many different aspects to this, but I I just kind of want to tap into um, the negative aspect of why people like don't value themselves on the on the level that they should, I believe. You know, some people tell me that I'm overly optimistic, but I, I just think that a lot of times we need to learn how to truly value ourselves. Right. And it seems like and this is what I've learned over time. Right. People tend to accept their negative identity as the status quo and rarely think to challenge, challenge it or, or change it. Right. And often they defend this way of doing things to their own detriment in many cases, very resistant to changing any aspect of it. Um, There's a lot of people that I've talked to in regards to speaking positive affirmations and different statements over themselves. And it seems like they uh, feel more comfortable with speaking negative about themselves than positive ones, especially, especially in the black culture. Growing up and in my family, we we play the dozens. We we roast, we talk crazy. Ah, your feet stink, your breath stink. Uh, this your closer, and this is this is actually pretty bad too, because what happens is once we start believing those things, it makes us self conscious. It makes us insecure. In the black culture, we have been conditioned. I'm not saying we have to stay that way, but we have been conditioned to think less of ourselves than say other races um and and i'm not going to go into slavery and all that kind of stuff you hear enough of that negative thing but and i'm not saying it's uh less important because i'm not speaking about it today but all i'm saying is because we've been programmed to do this uh it, it becomes extremely detrimental because we begin to speak this kind of stuff over ourselves and it's like it's horrible because then it it really taps into we don't see ourselves as being valuable. We say things to ourselves like, oh, my stupid self, my dumb self, my retarded self. And why is this? Why is it OK in any culture? And this, this is not just about black or white, Asian, Japanese, whatever. This is not about that. This is about value. And why is it so much easier to speak negative of ourselves than something positive? That's why it's very hard. Like when you come and you're overly optimistic about a situation. Some people, they want to stay in that negative space. They want to stay in that cloudy mentality. So, for example, if you start complaining about something, I'm pretty positive within a matter of minutes. If you're around a bunch of people, if you start complaining There's somebody else in that negative space, that negative mentality that's going to want to complain with you. And so what it does is it it almost justifies your complaining. Right. So most people can acknowledge that 
on an intellectual level that speaking negative affirmations over yourself is, is a very, very bad thing, but they find it hard to experience it on a feeling level. Like, I just don't feel like forgiving that person. I just don't feel like thinking positive. If someone was to say it's raining outside, yeah, my hair going to get wet or my shoes. I just bought these shoes or I don't feel like going to work because it's raining. Those are all negative things that you are speaking and giving power to into the atmosphere. But soon somebody say, oh, my God, I just love the rain. Um. I mean, the, my, my trees are getting watered. My garden is starting to grow because it's been dry out there and I haven't had time to water my garden. But look at God. He didn't he didn't provide the rain. Oh, my God. I just feel like one of these days soon I'm going to get that promotion. And then you got that negative person. Ugh. Well, they don't get promotion. If they get promotion, it's going to be a little one anyway. So you always have those negative uh, people around. And it sucks because they feel justified in their way of thinking. So from an intellectual level, if you pointed out all the things about a negative person uh, that is negative, right? They will find a way to justify it. And they know deep down inside it's unhealthy. They know uh, deep down inside it just doesn't do any good for anybody. But they, it gets hard for them to get past their feeling of it. Because once you get past the feeling of, I don't like feeling this way, you will learn to challenge yourself and do something different. You know, I read this somewhere. Um, when people make a positive change in their self-image, they, they tend to, uh, when, when people get into the habit of uh, making a positive change of their self-image, they, they become anxious because that change marks a separation that they formed in their earlier life. Their old ways of thinking is what we know best. Uh, it's like it's, it's so familiar to them. It, it's hard for them to get break out of the habit. I remember um, being called names and stuff. You know, I wear glasses or contacts. So I wear glasses. I was called four eyes. Um, I'm thin. I was called skinny. I was muscular, but I was thin. And I might have said this in a, in a former podcast, but what was happening was it started to develop a self-image thing with me early on and until I start saying, you know what? I don't receive that. And people are like, what are you talking about? What do you mean you don't receive it? I'm like, you're not going to keep speaking this death over my identity and my purpose. I knew this early on. I got called all kind of names, even by my, my stepdad. Uh, my mom never did it, but my dad did it. And it, I think. You know, he wanted us to be tough. I'm not justifying it, but sometimes they feel like if I call you these negative names, when you go out into the world, you'll be able to handle it when they fail to realize you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. So if it was easier, it was easier for him to, to pour into me the negative things to try to build that hard exterior. Right. But on the inner man, it was doing something to my character. Or, or my feelings, my emotions, like being called numb nuts and, uh, uh, you know, quit being stupid and those kind of things. It was something that was that was uh, detrimental to me. And I remember um, for a long time, I battled with having value within myself. And I still have to break certain habits that I built around what people said. 
And yes, I have a new frame of way of thinking because I speak affirmations over myself every day. I believe it wholeheartedly. Yes. But when you have things that is ingrained in you, like all the way to your core, that has happened since since birth. Um, it's 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 those things are so familiar. You think it's bit it's almost built into your mainframe and you have to do some things to change it for me. I speak affirmations over myself every day. I listen to, for me, I'm a faith man. So I listen to praise and worship throughout my day. I read my scriptures. Um, I, I look at on YouTube at least once a day. I'm looking at my motivational videos because I just like being motivated. I love being in that space. Um, and on top of that, I speak affirmations over myself. That helps me. And so that's my way of encouraging myself. Sometimes, sometimes I don't have access to my laptop or my I don't want to get on my phone to, to hear somebody else tell me how I should feel about myself. I just get into the practice of feeling good about myself, you know, um, regardless. And it's crazy, too, because. Um, people uh, expect or anticipate rejection. And this what this does is uh, when you have this way of thinking of yourself, some people, they, they really do expect or anticipate rejection. And so it, it helps them maintain a difference in two ways, a distance in two ways. Number one, by maintaining negative thoughts about themselves, uh, it's almost like them building up a wall to say that no one else can say something to hurt me because I already know I'm stupid. I already know. Uh, this about myself so you can't say so they've already built this horrible um, mainframe about who they are before anybody else can add to it right so they're already doing this damaging thing to themselves and number two maintaining projections about people around them uh, it'll let me see maintaining projections about people around them. So if they think this negative about themselves, it also gives them the projection that everybody else is around them is the same way, in a sense. And then if somebody else comes in um, that is different from that, challenging that, they, they think um, that, oh, they're too good. Oh, they think they're better than. No, it's just some people think more highly of themselves, not more than they ought to, but they think highly of themselves because they understand what value and purpose uh, for themselves look like. Listen, when we grow up with a negative self-image, uh, we start uh, accepting these labels that people put like we put on ourselves and and, and people put on us. It, it, uh, it sabotages anything that may look positive that come our way, positive or productive that comes our way. So sometimes we have to be careful because we are sabotaging uh, some some mature areas in our like some areas that need to be matured in our lives. We sabotage some dang good relationships, some healthy relationships in our lives because we want to remain in that negative headspace. I remember talking to somebody and um, I was talking to uh, my mother or I was talking to someone. I can't remember. Uh, and. They say, I don't know how to do it. It's because what was poured into them, they believe it. Plain and simple. It's it's that simple. They believe it. They say, I don't know how to do it. And I was like, well, look, if you have to take some sticky notes, 
put them in every visible place. It might look tedious for a while, but you got to say it until you believe it. Faith comes by hearing. You can't have faith in believing that you have value and power and that you have a better outcome in life until you start really believing it. But you can't believe it until you hear it. And it doesn't. Listen, when you have uh, like those sticky notes and different things in different places on your refrigerator, your refrigerator, your uh, bathroom mirror, the mirror in your room, the walls in your room, you got to do it so much that it's annoying. You got to you got to do it so much that it's uncomfortable. Right. Start putting those those affirmations. What do you really believe about yourself? You know, your husband, your wife, your kids may say some positive things about you. But what happens is when they are saying these things, if you can't see it for yourself, it, it, it doesn't it's falling. It's not falling on good ground. So what you're doing is you're producing you're, you're planting the seeds of positive affirmations. Sometimes it could be the music that you are listening to. That's horrible. The music that you are listening to, if it's just projecting sex, if it's just pre- projecting the woe is me, the if it's feeding that negative space that you're in, you may have to just fast from that music. Um, there's a season when, you know, a lot of people don't listen to iPods. Now we can just listen to all the music that we need on our phones, right on our laptops in the office from radios. And there was a season where God was like, you need to fast from some things. And so what I had to do was when I was fasting, I would fast from a certain level of music. Like, for for instance, I noticed a difference in my way of thinking when I fasted. I fasted a whole week of no music. And I'm going to tell you something. Oh, my God. It was so refreshing when I would go into a store to get groceries or go buy the kids something from the store. There was some some positive music on. I got to hear because I just love music. Right. But those things you can't help when you go out into to public atmosphere or whatever, go over a relative's house, they got music playing, those things you can't help. But what happened was um, I fasted from music, the things that I was able to be control over, I fasted from it. So um, when I fasted from music, I my thoughts became clearer. When I fasted from all the gangster rap I used to listen to, uh, um, even some of my R&B music, and I even fasted from gospel music for a while, even too much positive can cloud your thoughts. So I fasted from all music for a solid week and I had to find things to do in that that quiet space. And so I would write. I noticed I write. uh, I was writing more. I noticed uh, I spent more time with God uh, in my reading. I started reading more books during that week. And so I make it a practice to fast from some things, uh, even things that I really, really like, you know, like caffeinated drinks and different things. I got to fast from those things from time to time. Just to realign my body, realign my thoughts and that kind of thing. So I want to leave with this, uh, with some questions, right? Number one, let's leave with some questions. Number one, what are you speaking over yourself? That's something that you really can only ask yourself. What are you speaking? What are you receiving about you? What are you speaking about you? Number two. Speak five positive things that describe you. Obviously, I can't hear you, but in in some time, if all you do is think negative about yourself, give me a minimum, a bare minimum of five positive things that you're good at that come second nature to you. 
Are you a positive person as far as like when you see people, that's like the best time of your day when you get to be around people? What are some of the positive? You're a great cook. Um, you like smell goods. You are you are a good person that loves to smell um, smell good with like colognes and whatever. So give me five positive things that describe you. Number three. How would your friends describe you? Sometimes that you may not think you're negative, but I want you to go to five, go to some friends, some really some dear friends that's going to tell you the truth. Go to some friends, right? And ask them and be okay with constructive criticism. Be okay with that. Okay. Ask your friends to describe you because sometimes you won't change things unless somebody else show you that those things need changing. And it's up to you if you want to change it or if you think it's true or not. Right. So number four, um, this is very different. Um, what does your name mean? Names are very important. Uh, nicknames, names are very important. It's what people call you. It's what how they address you. It's what your parents named you, right? For a long time, I did not like my name because I had this negative image of my biological father not being in my life. And I found out that he was the one that named me. So I wanted anything that can disconnect me from him. And of course, I got over it, right? Because I got... It was the first name and the last name. I guess, you know, I inherited the last name and he chose the first name. And so um, what does your name mean? You know, uh, my name means Prince Royalty. This is not something I made up. I actually looked up my old name. My my name means Prince Royalty, King Chieftain. Um, my middle name means uh, moved by one sound, one uh yeah, one sound. And then my last name is still. And I have to learn how to be still, be patient, um, be like the still water, you know, extremely calm. And so <clears throat> I learned what my name meant. My name is very important to me. And then sometimes when you know what the reason why people call you what they call you, it'll help you better understand the value of yourself. Because some people got some names that mean some uh I've heard some crazy names, first names. And I was like, your parents named you that? And he was like, yeah, one guy's name was no chance. And I was like, what? What parent would speak that over themselves, their son? I think it was no chance. It was something horrible. And what happened was he was always getting into trouble. And him and I had a real heart to heart conversation. And I was like, wow, listen, you don't listen. That may be your name, but you can do the complete opposite of that name. You can prove them wrong. You know what I mean? But also his his parents are on drugs. Um, they were very negative. He, he, you know, said and he had to show me his ID that showed me what his name really meant. And I was like, oh, snap, that's really your name. So sometimes when you know what your name means, you don't have to accept it just because that is the title of who you are. But your character can display something completely different. It's understood that most people have a fear of change, uncertainty and the unfamiliar. It takes a great deal of courage to live without those negative defenses. 
So I hope this helped. So this is Case Steel, Words of Wisdom. Um, you can reach me on, um, in the title of this, remember, it's Do You Know Yourself? So you can reach me on Facebook, uh, Kendrick Steel, like standing still. On Facebook, leave some comments, DM me, let me know what's happening, right? Or you can reach me on Instagram, Creative Ambition, C-R-E-A-T-V-A-M-B-I-T-I-O-N. Ambition means desire. So sometimes when you don't feel to have that desire, when it's not a feeling, you know what I mean? You got to create that desire to do better, to do great things in life. You have to create it sometimes, even when you don't feel like it. So hit your boy up, Instagram, Creative Desire, and on Facebook, Twitter, any one of these platforms. I'll talk to y'all soon. Y'all be easy.